uh, Olenek is is uh, getting up there in age at 42, but I thought with his 57 wins, he would he'd be able to uh, at least stretch it on and, and, and threaten Harris, but uh, that obviously didn't happen. Uh, we talked a lot about the heavyweight fights coming in. Uh, Andre Arlovsky, uh, we both, I believe, picked Rothwell to win that fight. I thought Arlovsky was going to get taken down hard, uh, knocked out, and uh, he looked better than I've seen him look in a long time. On the same uh, token, I thought uh, I thought Rothwell looked about as bad as I've ever seen him look. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. Rothwell just looked really sluggish, real slow. Um, I mean, he's, he's always had like an awkward striking style, but... Um, the way the, the result came out the way it looked it used to look weird and come out good for him and um, that fight I was just like yeah he, that looks like Ben Rothwell and the way that I used to see Ben Rothwell fight but you know uh, I just uh, yeah man it's it was definitely uh, weird to see I know Arlovsky got in trouble for some of the language he used after his win but uh, you know that's, that's for another uh crowd i guess oh i didn't pick that up i'll have to I'll have to look into that i, I think they i think they they leaped it up but you could make out what he said uh, he he apologized he used a homophobic slur and he apologized for it uh you know afterwards but you know you know they're fighters there's adrenaline he picked up a winning old guy like him getting a win is probably you know got them all amped up yeah i mean i yeah like i said i didn't pick that up was it in, was he calling rothwell it was it reference to rothwell no, no. Uh, I guess it was just like, uh, like to the doubters and stuff like that. Because obviously, oh. well, you, you, pretty much you and me. Because I, mean, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say. I guess I should look in the mirror. Yeah, that's what talking to. yeah. yeah. Um, well. But that's it. Good for Arlovsky. Uh, but like I said, Rothwell just looked uh, looked real slow, sluggish. I don't know how much that Ivanov loss took out of him. I know he had been out for about three years, and he comes back. And I think he thought he really won the Ivanov fight. And uh, it just seemed like he just came doing through the motions. I, I know he's been asking for an Arlovsky rematch for years, so it was surprised to me see him really come out and not even show up. But again, Arlovsky looked great. Um, his striking, his boxing looked really good. So that was uh, that was obviously a positive for Andre. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Hooker uh, Dan Ho- Daniel Hooker uh, James Vick fight was. A up the card as well and uh, I I can't recall who I picked I believe I picked Hooker to win that fight Um, I know it was one that I thought was going to be fairly close but Vic just fights with his chin up Uh, his his striking defense leaves a lot to uh, I mean just leaves himself open extremely extremely much with uh, every time he throws a strike his head's way up he's kind of got the uh, he fights like a tall fighter, like guys can't get to his chin, and he just pushes it back. And every time, not every time, but all of his losses, pretty much people have gotten to his chin, and it, it puts him out cold. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I picked him. I think I picked him. Uh, I know. I, I know. I had a two fighter parlay, and he was part of it. So. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, it was definitely. It's really hard to talk about the card because. Uh, I I don't know. I mean just seemed to be like and i hate to bash uh i said this too when i was talking on sure dogs podcast last night i hate to bash a card but i mean when i bring up ufc 208 like 
it's for and and because I'm comparing it, it's like, you know, it's making me think not highly of it. Um, like you said, you mentioned the Ray Borg win. I was happy for that one. I mean, Alex Caceres winning by decision. Um, you know, that really didn't. Uh, I didn't really see anything to. If if you ask me, if I thought it went the other way, I really couldn't tell you. Uh, and I know uh, Pennington and Aldana uh, got a split decision. So I don't know. What did you think about that fight? It surprised me. I thought Raquel looked better than I expected. Uh, I thought Aldana would. Uh, I thought she was going to dominate her. I, I thought Pennington was pretty much done, uh, but obviously not. Uh, Aldana sometimes looks just fantastic and other times looks average. So I don't know. It surprised me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we look at these cards and we get them every week now. And uh, obviously sometimes the fights are better than they're supposed to be. And sometimes they're not. I feel like this is one where it just didn't live up to it. You know, as somebody who loves to watch fights every weekend, there's a part of me also that just wonders if we're just getting overwhelmed with so many fights. I mean, you see some of the guys that are getting cut. You hear, uh, you know, Miles Jury, for example, just left UFC and signed with Bellator. But, I mean, to me, he's as talented as three-quarters of this card, essentially. Yeah. So you just wonder, you know, I know it's all about the UFC making money and stuff and putting out fights and filling arenas, but it seems like it just, it, some of the times it just gets overwhelming and you start getting fights that just don't really mean anything, don't there's no there's no storylines to them they just they just happen to to fill out a card with with 13 fights so i mean that's that's i know that's a long conversation possibly for another day about uh oversaturation and we've had it before as a matter of fact but yeah you know uh greg hardy picked up a big win over juan adams i thought adams would beat him i think you picked hardy to win that fight Um, no i i I picked that uh, i picked adams well, the, uh, again, we were both wrong again. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't our best week for picks. No, but, uh, it really wasn't. You know, I would say. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say Hardy surprised me. Obviously, I didn't pick him to win. So, uh, at some point, we're gonna have to start giving him some credit. Uh, I know that uh, he had his major issues outside the cage uh, years a few years back, uh, which cost him his NFL career, cost him a lot of money lot of other stuff but he moves to five and one most of his finishes inside the first minute if not all of them showed good takedown defeat defense uh on adams who, had, who tried to take him down he pretty much uh you know fought it off and, and ended up in a, in, a, in a position where he could hammer fist him counted it 31 unanswered hammer fist to the head so i mean the guy that big We've always, you know, he's an NFL pro bowler. We talk about athletes and and what would happen if an athlete gets some sprawl sprawl training and and really focused on MMA. And he's he's got a heavy punch. So obviously, eventually his time's going to come and someone's going to lay him out. But that happens to to everybody. So in the the heavyweight division, uh, he's not far from, I mean, I would think his next fight has got to be against somebody like Walt Harris. Somebody like, uh, uh, I know Derek Lewis is kind of rumored. I think people want him to fight the big punchers so that when he goes down, it's an ugly, ugly defeat. They don't necessarily want to see him get toehold uh, submission, you know, to, to lose. They want to they want to see him go down violently because a lot of the fans uh, completely dislike him. Yeah. 
But the um, yeah. did you notice uh, when the, when uh, when they announced the official win? I hate it when they call it an official decision when it, when it's a when it's a finish. But um, when he knocked out when he got the KO, did you notice uh, Dan Marigliata shaking his head? Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was more in response to his dance, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It was kind of the look I give every time I see Herb Dean get announced as a referee for a fight. Yeah. Kind of shake my head. I, 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 I agree with you, too. I think it was more to the dance, not, not that he won. But, you know, everybody's reading into it as, as either or or both. Well, we all know. I mean, MMA is not necessarily uh, immune to having some scumbags compete in it. And somebody like Mirgliata, who's refereed for, what, coming up on nearly 20 years now. I'm sure he's been in the ring with, with some some pretty hardcore trash so yeah. so i mean hardy's uh, I, i'm not here to defend hardy i don't even i don't even like to get into it i just uh i just like commenting on more than what happens in the cage but yeah you know that's you know i, I don't know i i thought it was for the dance and i i kind of did the same thing when i saw him doing whatever he was doing there i don't know i think that's some kind of uh it's like a four i was gonna say yeah, Fortnite dance. I, mean, I don't even know i never played Fortnite in my life but me neither it seemed like that I, seen that around so big win for hardy uh as far as an mma career he deserves a bigger name fight now and um if he keeps knocking out people in under a minute people are going to change their tune as far as at least watching him or he'll become that guy that everybody roots against and they're still going to watch him fight so yeah yeah so either way either way the ufc wins as far as their investment in him is concerned um then the uh, main event. Uh, yeah, I, I know another fight you didn't pick well. I picked Edwards to win. I thought it would be more wrestling, and he really did that in the first round. Took down uh, Dos Anjos and, and and didn't dominate him, but he controlled him completely on the fir- on the ground the first uh, round of the fight. Eventually opened up a nice cut uh, and and worked his way to a pretty dominant uh, five round decision. Uh, basically four rounds to one. I believe one of the judges gave him five rounds. To zero, uh, kind of what I expected. I I think Edwards is on the way up. Uh, I mean, he yeah. is now clearly on the way up, uh, and so it's kind of. I know he has a win over Cal. I mean, his last three wins are Cowboy, Gunner, Nelson, and, and Dos Anjos. So he's positioning himself for that next big fight. I mean, he's not going to get a title fight, but possible fight with Masvidal, um, Askren. I mean, there's some guys now that all of a sudden he, he gets within a fight or two from the title. And, uh, you know, he seems to be getting better with every fight. So still, I mean, I, I, I can't say he's not the most exciting. I know there was a time earlier in his career where I, I didn't really find him that good. But the way he was using those elbows and the clinch and, and uh, a real he fought a really smart fight. And, and uh, Dos Anjos didn't look bad himself. He just was just was outmatched. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was outmatched. I mean, like uh, we've talked about it before, we're seeing we're seeing these guys that, that have been the staple of a division, kind of the guard is changing with the new newer guys coming in. Um, I think the fight to make is for sure. Um, I mean, I know Masvidal doesn't want it, but <clears throat> as you just mentioned, there was no stories or anything. But that's a story they could build on and sell tickets to. You know, from the three-piece in a soda incident to to where they rank within each other now, and and um, you know, 
the, the what's what's going on with the division obviously with uh, um, the newer card with uh, Robbie Lawler and uh, Covington that's gotta play out too but um you know both of them are kind of like they want a title shot or or well well Edwards was like title shot or Masvidal and Masvidal is like title shot or Connor because he wants the money which I can't blame him um he's been fighting for 16 years so um yeah man I mean they're the the thing about cards like this, like we were talking about how there was nothing really there to pull interest as far as storylines, but the the precursors to building these storylines were definitely there. So at least it had that, uh, unlike UFC 208, which had nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, we okay, so we look at the rankings now. Edwards is at number four. Yeah. So the UFC jumped him eight spots. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here. So we got... Usman's the champion. Uh, Woodley's the number one contender, but it, it would be hard. He deserves a rematch essentially based off career, but not necessarily off the last fight. Um, Colby Covington is fighting uh, Robbie Lawler, August 3rd, in, in your neck of the woods there, in, or your, your outside neck of the woods there in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, Col- if, Co- if Colby wins that fight, uh, I, I think it would be a, a disgrace as far as a sporting aspect to not give him uh, Usman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Masvidal, Masvidal slips in behind that. So, I mean, essentially, if if, uh, if, if Usman's going to try to fight in the next, like, two or three months, then I think it's got to be Masvidal. Otherwise, he's waiting for Covington if he wins. Uh, that does set up 3-4 with uh, Masvidal and Edwards. So I guess yeah. that fight makes the most sense. The only other fight that I can really think in, the, in, in my mind would be, uh, I know Stephen Thompson wants to fight at MSG. Maybe, maybe I know Wonder Boy's been on a, a, you know, coming off of a tough loss to Pettis, but I mean, in theory, you could do Edwards and, uh, mm-hmm. and Thompson and MSG, and it wouldn't be a, a total joke as far as, as as far as rankings go. It'd be four yeah. versus seven. Um, yeah, uh, Jay actually suggested the same thing when we did the thing on Sure Dog last night, as far as like what's next for uh, uh, Edwards, and he, he, he you, you, you damn near said the same thing. I mean. Uh, I actually like that fight too. I wouldn't mind seeing Wonder Boy and Edwards go at it. Um, I know, I know, uh, Wonder Boy hinted at at swi- switching to middleweight, but um, you know, uh, that that would be like uh, he'd have to do one to see how it feels and figure out whether he's gonna stay there or not. I think, I mean, he was winning that fight with Pettis, so I like that fight, him and uh, Edwards. Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of that was before the Pettis fight. We were looking at a log jam at Walter Wade, and, and considering he had fought uh, Woodley twice, it, it we, that's where we, our question was. And uh, now looking at the rankings, that he slid down a little bit. It opens up a lot of fights. Yeah. Uh, a Dos Anjos matchup. I, I know I've mentioned that in the past. I think that's a good fight for Steven. Um, uh, Askren is always there. Robbie Lawler's there. Uh, even Damian Maya in, in a total contrast of, of styles match. So, I mean, there's three or four bouts out there for him. Uh, whereas it seemed like, you know, before his fight with Pettis, we were kind of going, you're kind of stuck there. You can sit at number three, but they're probably not going to give you Woodley. They might not even give you immediate title shot and stuff like that. So it's kind of, uh, it's, now that it's shaken out a little bit over the last couple of months, he seems to have a lot of possibilities. So. Uh, Walter Wade division is obviously uh, mm-hmm. a fun division. Um, 
So we're going to get on to uh, this weekend's card, but I, I thought a little fun thing. I, I don't think I ever mentioned it to you. I, I mentioned it on the MMA community.com. So the UFC had me suspended from Facebook. Uh, oh, yeah? When? Yeah, Today? I, got, I got a three-day suspension on Saturday from the UFC. So I figure I'd give a nice little F what you out to the UFC. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you know, I, I figured something, you know, they said I got suspended for uh, posting a video. I don't really post a lot of videos. I'm not even sure what it was. Uh, the, the, the suspension letter didn't mention what video it was. Just said that the UFC uh, basically has had me suspended. So I got a three-day suspension. I think it gets lifted here in a couple hours. But uh, I thought that that was funny. I mean, I, I, I figured somebody, some little uh, schlep from the UFC must have been going through Facebook and saw, well, saw somebody. It's, it's all interns that do that. So they have no idea. They've, they've actually banned their own fighters because they got some jerk off. You know, clicking buttons and 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 hitting report on on oh, I know. Uh, people. So it's it's yeah, it's definitely some it's definitely some <laughs> you know pimple faced, fresh out of college. You know, I'll get this one and uh, maybe I'll get a job. I, yeah, yeah, I just I laughed it off. I I, I didn't question. It. I don't even care. Uh, I could care less even honestly about Facebook. I just use it to share my photos and stuff with people. But I I just laughed because I always figured my suspension from Facebook would come from making a comment to somebody or getting in an argument uh, with with the wrong uh, with the wrong person who decides to go crying uh, to their mommy but uh, <laughs> you know I I just laugh at the idea of some UFC employee looking at my Facebook page scrolling through all my stuff and, and going hey let's get the guy who's been to 53 events probably spent more money on our goddamn company than any other fan in the last in the history of the fucking sport and, and he's the one he's the one we're gonna pull a, a 10 second clip video from his Facebook page when you can go well, on any what could, have, what could have possibly done I mean everything you posted either your pictures or either your videos from you know like fucking cheering beers in the crowd or something like uh, that's like... what I'm getting yeah exactly I don't have any idea it didn't tell me I only have about you know I probably only have six or seven videos on my whole Facebook page I have you know tens of thousands of photos but but literally probably six videos and it's just funny when you go through social media and in a matter of one second into a fight there's already people posting you know videos left and right you go on Instagram and it's you know cam you know cell phone videos I the media today I mean we're told that we're not supposed to record video so I can get it if when we go to when you go to an event you're not supposed to record video but you know as well as I do working on media row everybody pulls their cell phones out when guys yeah. walk out of the cage people pull their cell phones out when people are walking in getting introduced people in the media pull their cell phones out not yeah. just not just the fans in the crowd so I just thought it was a little funny uh, and, well that's uh, the thing too for 10 seconds because uh, like even even when they're there it's actually written on some credentials you're allowed no more than 15 seconds of, of any type of video you post on social media so if it's just something for 10 seconds like especially for you you're probably at whatever the fuck it was you know what i mean like oh every that's... everything on my facebook page is, is what i'm taking it's all my photos all my photos are 100 percent legal the videos okay in theory i guess i broke the rules of when you walk into the arena it says no video you know as well as i do ten thousand people in the arena pull out their cell phones yeah. and record the, the walkouts and the fight highlights Fights in the crowd fights exactly yeah, yeah. exactly so 
whether it was 15 seconds, whether it was 45 seconds, it's still Somebody a Somebody yelling, just leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I just laughed. So I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was kind of funny to wake up basically Saturday morning and get a big alert saying I'm suspended from using uh, any Messenger or Facebook. So that yeah. that was that was kind of funny. I, yeah. I had laughed it off. But uh, of, all the, of all the organizations, <laughs> I never thought the one that I, uh, I dedicated... Yeah half of my life to over the last 20 years <laughs> would be the one to basically have me suspended so that hey, was funny you should have called him on it but yeah yeah what am i gonna do i didn't want to open up a can of worms i i have them go through all my other video you know i don't know whatever yeah. it, it was it was three days if anything else comes of it i will uh, like i said i don't care about facebook but it is kind of a uh, a place where i document a bunch of my photos and obviously i have some friends and family yeah. I don't really want to get suspended for, for life. But uh, but that's that. That was my little rant there uh, in, in between our preview and our review. That brings us to uh, UFC 240 this week. You mentioned cards, 208. This is not one to necessarily go home and uh, I, 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 I shouldn't say this is, a, this is definitely not a can't-miss card in my opinion. Uh, I do like the top two fights. Top three fights are actually pretty good, but Beyond that, I I don't think, uh, and, and I would recommend to people, probably not the one to go spend $65 on. Yeah, I mean, so Frankie Edgar's on the card, so you know New Jersey's going to watch it. Uh, but uh, like you said, uh, it's funny that you, uh, you're saying that um, when I did that podcast last night with Dog, one of them described the card as, uh, I think it was Jay that... that Describes a card as an ESPN Plus card with a title fight on top. <laughs> so, and I was like, yeah, you know, you really, you really can't argue that. It's a perfect description of it. Um, I, we were just talking before we started recording. Like, I had to really research. Uh, I'm actually not done doing my picks for MMAnews.com um, for the for the pieces we put out for every pay per view, and. Um, I have to do some homework on, on some of these fighters just to to write something, you know, honest and and objective. But um yeah, the only two I could comment on off the top of my head are are the main and co main event. Well, I mean those two fights are, are good fights and, and if had had Cyborg defeated Nunez in her last fight, then we'd be looking at two title fights. I mean essentially Chris Cyborg is is, a, is obviously a champion level fighter, so people can uh people well she's not the champion yada yada she's coming off a loss well she's an all-time great so her being on the card obviously adds some uh some credit to it um she faces off in the co-main event against against felicia spencer seven and oh coming off a win against megan anderson she's also coming off three consecutive uh rear naked choke victories Mm -hmm. which is interesting uh because i always kind of thought that that would be what would be the downfall to Cyborg would be if you got a really good grappler in there. Obviously, Nunez comes in throwing bombs, and, and that can defeat anybody at any time. But that's also a bit of a coin flip uh, when you get in there with Cyborg, and you're just when it's just a battle of who lands the first big huge shot that that changes the fight. But uh, I don't know. How do you see this fight going? I, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, clash of styles in a way for me. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with. It. For uh, for Justino and Spencer, um, yeah. or Cyborg, uh, um, well, like so, there's a lot, there's more going on than just that fight, though. I mean, they're both, you know, 
former Invicta title holders. Uh, um, Spencer's obviously coming off that when she beat Megan Anderson, and, and now that this fight, this fight is uh, pretty much like supposed to set up who fights Nunez next. I'm sure you've seen the news about Nunez, uh, uh, Cyborg not wanting to fight, and Cyborg saying she does want the fight, but Dana White is saying otherwise. It's pretty clear a lot of people know that this is also Cyborg's last fight on her contract. So I'm thinking about all that. I mean, does she pull a, does she pull a, a what the hell was this guy's name from, from WCW? Um, this guy he used to call everybody slap nuts with the guitar. Oh, uh, Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett. So if do you remember uh, there was a time when Hulk Hogan was there and Hulk Hogan had, you know, wanted to be champion wherever he was wrestling. And it was kind of like something that they were tired of contractually. So when Jeff Jarrett walked in the ring, he laid down and it was just like, go ahead and pin me. And Hulk Hogan, you know, they, they broke character, they broke script, and, and it was all on TV. Or I think it was a pay-per-view event. Um, and they were like, you know, what the hell are you doing? And uh, it was all because because uh, of, uh, you know, Hogan being uh, uh, stingy about being always having to be champion or whatever. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is the cyborg take an L here just to get the hell out of the UFC because she's shown a lot of interest in, in Bellator and PFL because there's been a lot of chatter about her and Kayla Harrison fighting. Um, or does she, does she go, you know, uh, reset herself? Cause I think she took Nunes too lightly. Um, cause when you, when she fought Holly Holmes, she fought a really intelligent fight. And then when she fought Amanda Nunes, it was like she she thought there was nothing there you know that Amanda Nunes wasn't anybody to worry about and obviously she was wrong there so I think um, if she does fight Spencer smart and takes her serious and then she she wins does she leave as as a winner you know what I mean like does she leave as a winner because that be that would make a huge statement in the industry um, as a free agent like okay and I won I could get I could go fight for the title next but I'm out of here because you guys treated me like shit. So, um, I, that, that's why I'm so interested in that fight. So having said all that, I think, I think they both have a lot to win. Um, and they're probably both really motivated to get, to, to get a W. Um, because of that, I mean, I, I still, I don't think Cyborg is done. I don't think she's lost anything. I think she just slipped up when she fought Nunez. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that fight again. I feel like she she's probably well prepared for Spencer, and I think maybe in the striking department she can probably uh, clap Spencer up enough to make her to hurt her and and get a TKO. So I'm picking Cyborg in that one. Yeah, I think I lean towards Cyborg. I know I said you know listening to you and and you make some interesting points. I don't think Cyborg would lay down to take a loss because that doesn't that's irrelevant as far as she's out of her contract no matter what. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that when we hear Dana White talk about her not wanting the fight, we also can assume that that's complete BS. It's more likely the UFC is offering her a cheap contract extension coming off a loss, um, and they're never going to give a title fight to somebody on their last fight of their contract. Yeah. The last thing they would do is let Cyborg fight Nunes this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after that, and then win and take the belt to Bellator. You bring up pro wrestling, and... <laughs> I find that as another possible <laughs> idea here. Um, yeah. Now, this is just something I just thought of, and it, it might be extremely far-fetched, but Chris Cyborg's ultimate scalp has always been Ronda Rousey. 
Ronda Rousey went to the WWE, became a superstar for them, uh, wrestled for about a year, and has now left essentially to have a child or, or get some time away from everything. What do you think about the idea of Cyborg winning this fight, win or lose, signing with WWE, kind of uh, becoming their face of their women's wrestling a little bit, and luring uh, Ronda back into pro wrestling, Maybe they do some wrestling thing, and then Vince McMahon, who's kind of always flirted with the idea of having an MMA match, being the one to promote Cyborg versus Ronda Rousey in an MMA bout. Nah. I know, I know that sounds weird, but if you did that, if you let's say you had a real MMA bout on on a on a WrestleMania card in a, in a stadium of eighty thousand people. Yeah, they did do a boxing match once. They've done back, boxing back, ma- back in the they, day. Yeah, I mean, they they did that. They did kind of a tough man tournament. I'm just throwing that out there. That's we know that Cyborg's always wanted Ronda. That's always been her kind of her yeah, but scout. I don't think she wants her that way. I mean, if anything, Cyborg is a competitor. She's been fighting long. Like, you know, she's she's beaten a, she's beaten a lot of the uh, you know the, the 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 heavily promoted females that people credit for bringing MMA to the forefront. She's beaten a lot of them. She kind of hasn't gotten credit for being that person herself. Um, I feel like maybe she wants to pick up a, a maybe she does want to pick up another title. Um, she fought so hard with with her weight cuts and stuff in the UFC. Um, I don't see her sticking around. But um, as far as you, your thing, I mean, far fetched. Yeah, it's super far fetched. But even if it happened, honestly, I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't watch WWE now. So, no, I'm not like, saying it would attract yeah. your eyes. I'm just saying that no. she, on her social media, and obviously her social media is a bit of a joke. Um, she's over the last couple of years, she's definitely flirted with the idea of going to pro wrestling, or at least talked yeah. about it, or her her handler has talked about it. Whoever does it, so it wouldn't surprise me. I, I uh, it's a guaranteed paycheck and and uh, and something that would be a bit of a retirement for her but i could see it happening i don't know if the ufc lowballs or i could definitely see it happening i'm not so sure i see her signing with bellator or pfl i mean maybe some fights in in, in ryzen uh if she wants some some easier paychecks but I, I don't know uh i think she's a little bit more about the money these days she's getting up there in age she's been around for a while i i don't know i just see that as a uh I see that as it, but also she's a competitor. So if she gets a dominating win this weekend and the UFC comes to her with a, with a fair contract, uh, I can't imagine she doesn't want uh, another crack at Nunes. But uh, I just, I just feel like the pro wrestling things there, maybe the Ronda Rousey thing is completely irrelevant to that. But uh, from a pro wrestling industry, if, if Chris Cyborg went there and then Ronda Rousey came back, even if they just stuck to pro wrestling, it would be something that would, they'd make money off of i mean there was definitely money there ronda became a huge star in the wwe and got a lot of uh, accolades uh, doing it um she tailed off a little at the end because i think uh, her mic skills needed work but uh that can that can all be at least learned or improved on so that's neither here nor there though i'll go cyborg hopefully uh hopefully it's a good fight uh, i feel like spencer might try a takedown cyborg might fight it off and end up landing a couple bombs on the ground which uh, historically hasn't ended well for the fighter taking the punches that brings us to the main event uh, Max Holloway coming up a loss to Dustin Poirier at, uh, at 155 pounds he was attempting to become a double champion so he goes back down to the 145 pound featherweight 
division to uh, fight Frankie Edgar. Bit of a controversial uh, fight. A lot of people thought Edgar jumped the line. Uh, he's a legend uh, of MMA, uh, of the UFC, uh, division champion, uh, lightweight. Uh, fight that was uh, scheduled uh, on a couple other occasions, but fell through due to injuries. Uh, Edgar notably taking a, uh, a fight with Ortega that ended up with him getting knocked out when, when Holloway pulled out fairly late uh, to their uh, scheduled title fight. So I have no problem with Edgar getting the fight. I think there's a lot of matchups for Holloway at that division, but uh, I'd love to see Frankie pull this off, but I, I just I, I can't go against Max. Uh, he's looked just incredible over the last handful of years. Even his fight with Poirier, he looked good. Uh, he just got in there with a bigger, stronger uh, version of himself, essentially, is kind of the way I saw it. So, I don't know. I got to go with Holloway. I'll go with... Uh, I don't think he finishes Edgar. Uh, I think Edgar's way too durable uh, in that sense. And I don't think Holloway necessarily has the one-punch knockout power uh, that, like, Ortega hit him with. So, I'll go with yeah. Holloway by decision. I think there will be moments where Edgar... Uh, maybe early in the fight, where Edgar threatens him but I, I i don't see i don't see edgar out working holloway for five rounds yeah so i know I, they did a face-off that that long ago so i saw that holloway has a pretty obvious height and reach advantage over um edgar but um you know i i can't not root for frankie edgar i feel like frankie edgar will, will take a beating to give one um the other thing is too i mean yeah, Holloway's been winning and he's he's fighting all those wars, but that damage has to wear on you. I think I think damage like that, there's got to be pieces of it that just stick with you. Especially, I mean, nobody. I, I just watched Creed on uh, the other day on on TV, and uh, there's that line where he says, "Time is undefeated," um, you know. So nobody's getting any younger. So I feel like uh, all the all, all getting banged up by Ortega and all those other fights that that he. Uh, you know, he never looks pretty when he wins, uh, Max Holloway. So I feel like uh, if, if he's carrying any of that along with him, a guy like Frankie Edgar could make it worse. So um, on top of my my Jersey uh, fanboy bias, I'm going to pick, uh, for those reasons as well, I'm going to pick Frankie Edgar. I'll be pulling for him. I just, uh, and, and you might be right, uh, Holloway might hit a wall eventually. But uh, until I see that, it's just too hard for me to the Poirier fight basically was touting him as essentially a pound for pound fighter so just a loss to Poirier can't uh, it's not going to completely sway me but that pretty much does it for this week um, you have anything else you want to add Ed? Uh, no just uh, just uh, uh, we'll look out for that recording I did with the guys at SureDog it was a lot of fun um, and uh, you know make sure you subscribe watch and listen to us i i put the link up on the twitter for, for the youtube channel so folks can put the voices with the faces if they're not on anchor or listening on any uh, audio channel and um that's pretty much it yeah uh, a couple quick notes uh that i should add there uh pfl takes place this thursday night uh so catch that i imagine it'll be a mix between uh, espn plus and espn 2 as usual uh saturday is ufc uh, 240 pay-per-view late Saturday night early Sunday morning uh, is the Ryzen event uh, available on fight uh, the fight app uh, pay-per-view I think it's 1999 as usual uh, pretty exciting card so 
there's plenty of action in, in the rest of this week, and uh, hopefully uh, it's a little more exciting than this past weekend's card. Uh, fans can follow us uh, at Combat Hour on Twitter, uh, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram, uh, myself at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Ed is uh, at Carbazal on Twitter, at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Until next week, Ed, uh, have a good rest of the week and uh, look forward to uh, talking the fights with you. Yeah, hopefully none of us get suspended on any other social medias before the week is through. <laughs> no, I'm going to try. I've been laying low. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.